Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about system design. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, hi Frederick, is software engineering of systems uh, or and system design all about making trade-offs? Well, everything is about making trade-offs. Uh, I mean, if you eat a candy bar, you're trading the short-term gratification for extra calories. Or if you eat a piece of fruit, you're, I don't know, not drinking water. So, but yes, you can define it like that. If I'm not going to be so philosophical, uh, I'm going to say that system design is all about, I wouldn't say it's all about making trade-offs. It is, as I like to say, it is about making the right decision for the moment with an understanding of what direction things are going to head. And that's where the trade-offs become a part of that thing. As an example, uh, it's uh, it's sort of like the stock market or like uh, your finances or things like that. Uh, so it's very difficult for you to predict how say the stock market sometimes is going to work and some people have lost their entire life savings and things like that because they invested all their money into like they they have nothing like just in reserve like sort of locked away uh, in some safe space they have everything in some type of stock or something like that and then for some reason that drops and they lose all their money right and so the trade-off that they have made is that they maximize their potential gain from maximizing the amount of uh, money they have in stock so that that uh, so that they can benefit from the market but the trade-off is that they have no security or very little, less security than if it's just, you know, gold sitting next to them or something like that. And so, but on the other hand, if you only, if you don't have anything in the stock market, well, then you can't really reap those sorts of benefits, right? And for software developers and system design, it's sort of the same thing, because when you get a business requirement, it's very difficult for you to predict what's going to be the next thing. So, uh, you, you, and at the same time, you can't really design a system that is so generic and future-proof that you might never make any mistakes or you, that it's just going to perfectly scale into the next thing because you have no idea guys how quickly business requirements can change you can one it's in some extreme cases you might have to like basically scrap an entire project or like it, the whole thing just changed overnight virtually or more commonly you invest a lot of money into this big thing and then the business realizes that oh this there's new this new awesome market thing here that is much more important than the thing that you have been working on that was like the flavor of the month most important project ever we have to have this otherwise we go under just a month ago and then that big project becomes an orphan Orphan is a term we lovingly use within IT to to refer to a project that has been abandoned by everybody. Nobody's maintaining it, and you you have no idea how common this is, guys. It's really really common. You like you spend tons of time or something on building an API or a service or something like that, and then like a week or months after it's been shipped and you sort of maintain it, you just sort of started getting it to function well 
your business um, uh, representatives come in and say we need to move all your developers over to this other product that is more important and you go okay but who's going to maintain this oh you should just you know put 10% on it or 5% on it which in reality means you're not going to do anything with it and then you move and then all the sorry fucks like myself who depend on that system because we still are working on a feature connected to that well let's just say that we don't all get along because we need help and we don't get any help from the people who are supposed to maintain that orphan and so yeah that's uh, this is the dark side of uh, office politics and IT guys more fights and inter like inter-team disputes are down then you can possibly imagine are down to the fact that there is a misalignment in priorities and scheduling and things like that and it really really comes down to this sort of problem right and so the trade-offs they're always there when you design a system because you can't make a perfect system that will be great from all perspectives this is why I tell people that the one constant that you have to account for is change always change every single day of the week and that is why I am a firm believer in architecture in an architecture or like a system design that basically in a sense I would like to make the analogy to it works as a natural resource uh, that sort of uh, uh, cadence or like a way of thinking about it has worked really well for me where the natural resource of software or IT is data 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 that's everything everything it's like water and so when you design a system you should ideally architect it in such a way that higher level services or things that do some type of business value in a similar sense it's like a layered architecture in a single application or monolith it, this, uh, constructing your system in a similar sort of fashion is one of if not the best way to do it because you don't know if that awesome super feature that you're building right now is going to end up being completely useless in like a month or something like that so if you invest in an architecture or a design that heavily relies on that that thing is maintained over time or that it's really well taken care of you're creating this really weird situation where you don't really you, you might have to and this happens all the time guys you have like these behemoth systems that like mix and, ma and match tons of different functionality and then you have other systems that do same the same sort of thing and unfortunately they become involuntary owners of the data itself and s all of a sudden higher like downstream systems can't like do basic things like lookups and filters and searching and stuff like that because there's no central database or any there's no no way of doing it in an effective manner because you have all these higher level apis that are sort of causing an issue for you and so if you have a lowest level as i like to say think of a database with an t with an http uh, interface the lowest level restful api that you can imagine it's like basically just a server with a few operations on top of the database you always have the option of move, of, go, of fetching data from the river or fetching water from the river and as long as you can fetch water from the river it 
you create an architecture that might not always be perfect, but it at the very least doesn't block you from doing the things that you need to be done because you control the raw resources are are like uh, always accessible to you and then the second part comes in which i think is very important as well this creates a very loosely coupled architecture or a design which is as i like to call it, disposable where you might have this really big behemoth type of thing or like this awesome feature that does all this stuff but it's really not useful anymore and even though it's there and it might be consuming things from the river or like the the data data apis well you're probably even though it might have been nice if that thing kept on growing and becoming something really nice you can sort of forget about it because you can build a new system or something different that has different requirements without having to worry about taking uh, like uh, allowing the decisions and complexities of that old system to affect the new thing you want to build because as long as the data layer of your of your system is pure if that makes sense uh, you're in the f most flexible manner it's sort of as i said it's like a natural resource though like if you have a company that owns all the water then everything one else has to sort of handle whatever decisions that they are making but if there's like a sharing strategy or something where you actually can just get the raw the water from from the river uh, it might not be as convenient as someone you know bottling it for you and sending it your, to your house or something like that but it's more flexible if that makes sense and flexibility is one of the most important things when you're writing software at scale at least in my opinion so what I want you to take away from this is that yes to a point system design is about trade-offs the problem is that you know everything is about trade-offs and what I argue that really good system design is all about is to figure out what is going to be the most uh, like the short-term best solution for whatever I'm doing and how can we make that solution in such a way that it fits into the long-term perspective without coupling it too hard to the current state of things because as i said if you have a if you only think about the long term you're going to build like an enormously complicated system that might never see the light of day so you have to think about small scale things like I, there's a very nice saying that you know the next like a big apps and stuff like that if you're going to build something for people uh, in um, the startup world you ideally want a product that is useful at small scale but also useful at large scale because if like a social media platform, the problem with them with those sorts of systems is usually that you have to have millions and millions of users before you get a sustainable business model, usually. And that is a problem because you want it to work at small scale and at large scale. Same thing with system designs. And that's why it's very important for you to understand that uh, the trade-offs that you are making is usually you might not be able to make a, a perfect architecture at any given time but the thing that you should always opt for, opt, opt for if at least in my opinion is to make sure that you never create a situation where changes in requirements changes in the ecosystem changes in the business model or whatever has a destructive effect on your current system because it's usually easier, easier when a new set of requirements come in to 
start over to just go back to basics and create a new system on top of the data that you have within the system as opposed to trying to fit endlessly fit it into the same system because you can do that for a little while but sooner or later that super system that you started you know, that architecture that you created is not going to reflect the business model anymore and if you're locked into that thing yeah that's not fun for anybody have a great day